0: And welcome back to another edition of Official Word Sports. I'm Vince, and I'm here with the gang. And for today's show, we have a special guest with us, guys. We have Tanya Cortman. Let me give you a little history. So the other day, if you guys remember, I had to go to the dentist. And while I'm at the dentist, I'm sitting in the chair, and all of a sudden I hear somebody just humming, and then... It moves from the humming to fly, Eagles, fly. I almost fell out the chair. I didn't know what in the world was going on. Here I have an Eagles fan with my mouth at, at, at their disposal. And so then we got to a conversation, and she's telling me how much of an Eagles fan she is. And I'm like, oh, Jay is going to love this. So I was like, all right, you know what? My boy Jay, you know, he's taking it, you know, really hard in the game show challenge. So we, we got to show Jay some love. So, we decided let's go ahead and bring Tanya on. Tanya, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you for having me. Fly Eagles Fly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a- a- absolutely. So, Tanya, how long have you been an Eagles fan?
1: Um, basically my whole football life, um, you know, even before that. I'm from PA originally and I Wasn't quite, like, a football fan or, like, really a sports fan at first. But um, I would say probably starting in, like, Donovan McNabb era, like, I just really took a love to Philly sports. And, um, yeah, so a long time now.
0: Were you a T.O. fan when he was there?
1: Oh, for sure.
0: (laughs) T.O. has love everywhere he goes, guys. He does. was Was he with the Jets? No, he didn't want to go to that team.
1: No, where was he? <laughs> he couldn't Shut wait him. to get out of Buffalo. After that
2: one. Yeah, he did. He did. He he wanted to get out of there.
0: Uh, make sure you have your facts straight. To loved his time at Buffalo, uh, and <laughs> Buffalo loved To. Let's <laughs> get that straight. And and, and that's Everyone why he got one him. year. Yo.
1: Everyone so,
0: loves him. So Tanya, now here's the other part of the story, guys. Is that I was talking to Tanya, and I was like, so you know what else do you do? And she says, Oh, I teach yoga. And I was like, Oh, that's great. I've been, you know, wanting to take yoga to try to help me with my golf swing. Cause you know, I, I need to be able to get more of my follow through and everything else like that. She's like, Oh yeah, sure. I can teach you yoga. I do that all the time. So Tanya, tell us a little bit more about yoga and some of the things that you're doing.
1: So I teach like a vinyasa flow. I call it a soul flow. I um, am very soulful and I like to flow to my own music. I try to do, like, dance. I incorporate, um, like, core strengthening and things like that. I also am big into meditation, so I write my own meditations. Um, But I've been doing yoga probably my whole life because my mom was an instructor as well. Um, Now I'm also working with victims of abuse. So right now I'm launching a safe haven for people who have been victims of abuse um, at a strength and movement facility called Puritz in South Tampa. Um, I'm kicking off the first Thursday in September. It's a donation-based class. We'll hopefully be doing it every Thursday at 7 p.m. So one week we'll do a yoga meditation class with wine, kind of like unwinding, and um, then the next week we'll do kickboxing, so it'll alternate. And we're trying to create a safe place full of positive energy and uplifting a hurt community of men and women who need uplifted. So
0: no, that that's really awesome. But wait, did I hear you say yeah. yoga with wine?
1: Yes. Unwinding okay. is what we're calling it.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I, I will be there with the donation for the wine. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, in, in all seriousness, that that's really good, you know, and it's yeah. really good to hear yeah. people that are trying to make a difference and make a change out there and you know you exactly. hear a lot of people talk about it but what do they say don't talk about it be about it and that's exactly. abso- absolutely that's awesome to hear Nothing now to with all that good an Eagles fan really that's yeah. right and I, <sighs> I
1: always like to tell people in advance you know I'm the sweetest nicest person until football Sunday and then I I might not be the sweetest person at the moment unless we win <laughs>
2: That's right. Well,
0: that that means you you're, you're going to have a lot of tears and be angry at a whole lot no, of people these <laughs> No
1: am not because unlike the statistics I would say that the the cowgirls are going to be 10 and 6. No, I think we are going to be 10 and 6.
0: Wow. Shots Stevie well, D
3: shots fired already. already. Oh, no doubt.
2: Well, I got I got us at 11 and 5 this year, so. Hey. Hey.
1: 11
2: and, 11 and 5. I I, think- I I'm- I, must miss the I don't believe the
1: predictions ever because the predictions for the past like five years are always like, oh, the Cowboys are going to be on top of the NFC East. Okay. That's what you always say. And what do exactly. they do? They lose in the yeah. first round. So bye. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so guys, I, I guess, you know, let's just go ahead and jump into it. We're going to forecast what the teams in the NFC East are going to do this year in the 2020 season. Obviously, as we talked about on previous shows, you know, everybody is, you know, kind of on eggshells because of COVID-19. We don't know how the whole season's going to play out. Uh, We do know that the Bills have the strongest team in the NFL, but other teams, you know, such as the Cowboys and the Eagles and the Washington football team, uh, you know, what are they going to do? What is going to happen with the New York Giants? And so to get started, let's just go ahead and talk about the G-Men,
3: Stevie D. Take it away. All right. I
0: get to talk about the G,
3: man. My father would be so proud because he's a Giants fan and I'm a Jets fan. So this is for you, Dad, as I talk about your lovely football team. So the New York Giants had a big shakeup in the offseason, right? They let go of their head coach and, and signed Joe Judge, the special teams coach from the New England Patriots. Uh, as we all know, he's a first-year coach inheriting a 4-12 and team. Um, his first order of business, he kind of retooled there, right? And he brought in the former Cowboy coach, Jason Garrett, to kind of run the, the offense. And he brought in Patrick Graham to run the defense. So when I look at the Giants overall, they really didn't make any improvements to their team in, in, in going into 2020. So my outlook for the Giants isn't very pretty. Now, mm-hmm. uh, we all know they got returning starting quarterback, Daniel Jones, a second-year player. He showed some real promise in some games. And then obviously showed some rookie mistakes in, in, in some games. Um, obviously you got Saquon Barkley, who's probably top two running back in the league behind, you know, you can probably say Christian McCaffrey or, or Saquon Barkley as the top running backs in the game. And that's where it kind of then gets kind of dicey for me on the, on the offensive side of the ball for the giants. Cause you got Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate is the one, two receivers and then Evan Ingram, if he can stay healthy um, you know, he's a good tight end, a very good tight end when can, when he can stay healthy. So when I look at the Giants and just like, eh, they don't have enough really playmakers on the offensive ball, on the offensive side of the ball to really allow Jason Garrett to be creative. You know, they drafted Big Anthony Thomas out of Georgia to to help solidify the uh, the offensive line. I think they got him slotted in at right tackle, and they drafted Xavier McKinney, safety out of Alabama, which they're hoping for uh, big things out of him. And and then when we go on the defensive side of the ball with them, with Leonard Williams. Um, you know who the Jets traded to the Giants uh, mid-year last year? He's been a bust. Um, he just he just doesn't get to the quarterback l- the way they're going to need to. They signed free agent James Bradbury to play corner, and got, you got know, obviously Jabel Preppers at strong safety. So when I look at the Giants lineup and I look at these players, I'm just, there's just not enough. And in free agency, they just they just weren't really there in free agents, right? Um, so mm-hmm. I look at the Giants this year, I just don't see where. The defense can pick up the offense when the offense is struggling. I just don't see them being a, a turnover machine to kind of help the offense. And I just don't know, you know, quarterbacks are interesting, right? You go into your second year. Do you take that step forward that that the franchise hopes you take? Do you take a step back? You know, now you got a new coach, new coordinators. You know, Tanya gave me a, a great bit of information up there, being East Coast follower there with, with the Eagles of – you know, Joe Judge is ru- rubbing rubbing people the wrong way up there in New York. So that was a great little tidbit that, that Tanya gave me on the pre-show. And so you don't know how that's going to play in with those players. Are they all in with Joe Judge, right? And so is that going to equate? When I look up and down that schedule, honestly, I see them at 4-12. and 5-11 if one team doesn't show up and play. Uh, that maybe they can get the five wins. But I, I really see them at 4-12. and 12. I just don't see progression out of this team. Um, this year, um, I just don't. I just don't see it. I don't know how you guys, you know, take well, the Giants, but I, I just don't see it in them.
0: Well, Stevie D, they they made that big splash to trade up for the quarterback last year, um, and a lot of people were scratching their heads. A because they thought that Dwayne Haskins really should have been the pick, uh, but even going up to get Jones where they did, uh, that showed that they have faith and they have confidence in him. But that also means that a lot of people are hanging their jobs on his success. And from what I'm hearing from you, you have what could have been, and notice I said it in the past tense, what could have been the best running back in the league who is now becoming marginalized with average quarterback play. You could have a whole shakeup of that organization at the end of the 2020 season.
3: You can, because, you know, with David Gettleman, right? If the the Giants don't show that progress is, is get them in on the hot seat. And you know, whenever you get rid of a GM, you know, really eight, nine out of 10, the head coach goes right. And then you have a turnover at quarterback because that's not my guy. Exactly. It, 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 it could be a disaster. It's like, I, I can see Gettleman going and a new guy coming and clearing. I don't know, Joe judge. Right. So <laughs> I, I think the yeah. Giants are in a whole bunch of are hurt And it. And really when I look at the talent on the roster, they're not so ready. They're, they're not, they're not, to me, they just—they don't have enough to make a run in this division. I, I just don't see it. I, I think, you know, we'll, we'll get in there. I, I just look at the Giants as last place. I'm not going to give away anything from a <laughs> divisional standpoint of, of when other people talk about the teams that they're going to cover. I just look at the Giants as the doormat of the uh, the NFC East this year.
1: I feel like they've been that for so long. Like they keep switching coaches, and now they have Jason Garrett in there, and it's like, what is he what does he bring to this team now?
3: Well, that's a good point because when you look at Jason Garrett in Dallas, right, he had all those weapons in Dallas, and what did he really do? He wound up exactly. getting fired after, what, eight, nine, ten years there? Uh, exactly. Mediocrity, right? You know, so now guys, the Giants pick him in. I, I just don't, I you, just don't know.
0: you know, guys, Jason Garrett is definitely a wild card because when he was with Dallas, he was always coaching with, with that shadow over him, right, following the footsteps of who Dave Campo and Wade Phillips – you know, you know, Barry Switzer. These are all guys that Jerry handpicked and were under the control of Jerry Jones. And the same went for Jason Garrett. At the day Jason Garrett was hired as the coach, the first thing that came out from the press is that this is a Jerry Jones type of guy because he's not going to confront Jerry Jones. Jerry can control him like a puppet, right? Well, yes. was J- was Jason Garrett really just happy that he had the job? and now he's going to allow his experience and have a little bit of the freedom and the flexibility to really coach and show what he can do. He's an offensive guy. I mean, quite, you know, quite possibly and I know early on we've talked a little bit about Daniel Jones and you know, was he going to, you know, progress or was he going to regress? He could actually
2: take off. It's now, possible. It, I mean, it's yeah, possible. It, and some things too, like a lot of a lot of a lot of coaches can't be head coaches. And Jason Garrett had a lot of huge success in Dallas as an offensive coordinator, and there's a lot of coaches out there that are, that they they're they're credibly good as a coordinator, but when they get the head coaching job, they're a bust. We got to see. I mean, like I said, like you said, Saquon Barkley is a, is is the top running back. Then you oh, got Daniel And Daniel Jones, he's beefed up. I've seen some pictures of him where he looks like he's gained some more muscle. Whoa! He's- whoa! Whoa! <laughs> He's he's a little bit bigger. And, yeah.
0: and hold hold on, hold on Jay, this is a <laughs> this is a family show we're, we're not supposed to be talking about you getting pictures of Daniel Jones. <laughs> Leave I'm that just, one out.
2: Man, I'm just saying the man's this Physique is is he's uh, bigger. They, okay. he's, all
1: right. <laughs> right, and I listen, and then we can talk about Saquon Barkley and them thighs. Then
0: this <laughs> <laughs> no, the show going, Vince? You're, you're on your feet? own on that one. No,
1: <laughs>
0: this is a family show, right? When we <laughs> upload this, they say, "Is it family friendly? Is it kid it friendly?" Is, it because is
1: because those yeah. are th- those are thigh goals right there. Like that's all I'm saying. <laughs>
0: Hey, hey, Stevie D, you notice the theme here? Yeah, I, I am. Okay, just, oh, just put it out. You took
2: right. it to the next level, guys. I didn't take it to that level. She, you're, the no, one, you're, okay.
0: you're the one talking about having the poster of Daniel Jones just, up on your wall.
2: No, I didn't say Paul po- I'm just saying the man. Same,
3: or Some kind of Eagle fan he is.
2: <laughs> he, <laughs> he's got a shirt Daniel Jones hanging up in his bedroom. That's what? no, no, no. no uh, But I'm just saying those, those two guys are probably the key of that offense. The defense is a huge question mark in New York and I agree with you, Stevie. That I don't I think they're gonna be at the bottom of the division this year.
1: Yeah. I think they've kind of been at the bottom and that's you know, that's the issue that they've been having for these past how how many years?
0: It's been a while. <laughs> Not a lot of love going to the, the Giants from the Eagles crew over here. I, I, th- I can't th-
1: help it. And you know what? I'm a Saquon fan. I'm a Penn State girl. So, you know, it was hard for me, Saquon, going to New York. And, you know, I really wanted him to do the best that he could. But, I mean, I just feel like that offensive line isn't helping him out much.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, let, let, let's let change gears. Maybe we can find some solace in talking about the Redskins. Because, you know, well, actually, not the Redskins
2: anymore, guys. The Washington football team.
0: <laughs> uh. How How Wait, are you, you- – Wait, seriously? Yes, it is no longer the Washington Redskins. It is the Washington, Washington. football team. Well, a long story, long overdue, uh, but because of being insensitive to Native Americans for having a logo that is insensitive, and it's about time. It's something that should have happened a long time ago. The unfortunate thing is that it happened so late this year that the Washington football team was unable to decide exactly what they wanted the team nickname to change to. And, you know, unfortunately, they're going to go through 2020 known as the Washington football team. But I'm going to tell you, there's so many stories coming out of D.C. with this team. Normally, the biggest story would be the number two pick in Chase Young, an absolute stud defensive lineman coming out of Ohio State. I mean, flat out stud and To all the quarterbacks in the NFC East, beware. This young man is coming for your quarterback, all right? However, that's not the story. The story is Alex Smith, and I think we can all, you know, I'm going to just open this up right away. We can all say, you know, what a heartwarming story it is. They've had television documentaries on his injury, his recovery, you know, the comparison to Joe Theismann that happened back in the eighties. So gruesome, you know, whether it be the miracles of modern medicine, uh, just his, his DNA and his genes for him to be able to come back and recover to see him on the field. And, you know, again, because of COVID, we, we can't get those live training camp feeds, but just to see him out there, that's awesome. You know, know, that, that, that's, that's where you stand up and you applaud.
3: Yeah, you know, I, I think that's great that you brought up Alex Smith, and it's a it's such a story for anyone that has gone through uh, a, a debilitating, devastating injury, no matter what sport you're in. And and it, it kind of reminded me of the story of, of Jimmy Valvano, if you remember his SB speech, and he told and he said when he was. He had cancer, right? And he's talking about the cancer riddle in his body. And he says, and he goes on the speech and he says, don't, don't ever give up. Right. And I look at Alex Smith and, and very easily he could have walked away from the game and he worked so hard to get back. And I give the Redskins a ton of credit for keeping them on the roster and allowing all this to happen and allow him to get back on the football field. I, I think it's an amazing story for any athlete, anybody just in life, just don't give up. Keep fighting, and, and good things can happen. And I think Alex Smith is a great story for anybody that that's been injured. I personally think the Redskins would be nuts if they let him suit up. I just think him on the field practicing with teammates with a helmet on at practice, even if it's a red jersey on, is still an amazing story. Because if you watch the Thirty for Thirty on ESPN, and you actually seen what his leg looked like and everything that mm-hmm. he went through in the document the the documentary that they did, I, I was blown away. And what, what what he went through. So kudos to Alex Smith. Yeah, well said, well said. Go ahead, Tanya.
1: Oh, I was just saying it's such a blessing.
0: It is, it, you know, and just like Ryan Shazier, when you see the Steelers, you know, oh, you, yeah. you, you do want to stand up and applaud. However, taking all that aside, we have a coaching change. Riverboat Ron is in.
1: Um, Ron Rivera.
0: Jay, Jay Gruden and his antics. I mean, the... It, it, for the Washington football team, the 2020 offseason has just been absolute chaos, right? Jay Gruden was caught with the pitcher with what looked to be some sort of cigarette, hand-rolled cigarette, so you can uh, try to decipher that from what you will. But he was gone. They bring in Riverboat Ron, you know, former Carolina Panthers head coach. And it's what does he bring to uh, the Washington football team? If, he, if you look at this team... Obviously, we were talking about the quarterback situation. You have Dwayne Haskins, who that's who they drafted last year. That was their guy. Everybody said, you know, that's going to be a great pick. Well, all of a sudden, you start watching this kid play, and you're like, well, I'm not really seeing it, right? He came in halfway through the season. They had Case Keenum, who was supposedly going to be their starter. Uh, But Haskins comes in midway. You know, he had a couple flashes, but that was it. But that's what you expect from a rookie. Do you see a, an improvement in 2020? I don't think so because I I don't believe that the talent is there on that team uh, to be able to give him what he needs. They just cut their what was supposed to be their starting running back. So now they're back to relying on a very aged Adrian Peterson they they drafted a kid in in the third round and Antonio Gibson at running back, but you know you're just going to have to get the best that you can get out of Adrian Peterson to try to you know augment that offense. Uh, when you when you look at at the other weapons that he has, there there really is only one wide receiver that they have, and, and it really doesn't matter who you look at, but it's Terry Mc, uh, McLaurin. Right now, he actually balled out every, you know, that was a name that maybe the fantasy guys knew. But, you know, most of the NFL fans out there didn't know this guy early. And then he just absolutely went berserk, you know, catching long passes, striding down the field. He was really the offense. Uh, but then that's it. Again, you're looking at that's it. So what does Ron Rivera do? Right. How does he turn this franchise around? He's brought in for for character. Really is what they're saying, you know. To have a high character uh, coach on the sidelines, there's a lot yeah. that there's a lot that's going on, and you really just don't know where where to fit the Washington football team in that circle, in that bubble. Where are they going to fit? And to me, you, I heard you guys talking early about the about the uh, Giants and where they were going to land. I actually think the Giants are going to fare a lot better than the Washington football team? I,
2: I I don't know. It's the defense, I think, that Ronald Rivera does has a huge success on. And I think on the defensive side in Washington, he has a lot of huge pieces there, especially with the rookie. And I think on that side of the ball, they're going to have uh, a lot of success. On the offense, like you said, I mean, how, how much did they lose with the running back being let go now? He was hurt all the time. Adrian Peterson was already carrying the balls for him. We got to see what the rookie can do, and um, the the young wide receiver they got. I think I think that's going to be a big. It's just can Dwayne Haskin play to what they drafted him at that level? Is seeing what he can do, and I think with Alex Smith behind him and guiding him in the right direction, I think they could have some success in the office. But I think with Ron Rivera there is going to be on the defensive side of the ball.
0: Jay, so, Jay, you're you're looking at a team, and first and foremost, Ron Rivera is going to have to be given the leeway to be able to reshape, remold, and redo this team. You you have an offensive line that that is fractured. They they traded away Trent Williams, right? You you have a team that is you know, really incomplete at the running game. Yes, we all love Adrian Peterson, but that's it. Right. And you're hoping that a third round pick in a rookie can really come in and be the bearer of the torch from Adrian Peterson. That that's very unknown, especially with a shaky offensive line. You you have wide receivers, Terry McLaurin, yeah, that's your guy, but if you're if your rest of your wide receivers are are average or below average, then Dwayne Haskins is not being set up to succeed. And then the next thing you know, again, what's that second year look like? After the second year, you're talking about having to bring in another quarterback. Uh, We we talked about Alex Smith. I just don't see Alex Smith really doing anything um, meaningful for the team this year. And, And then that puts undue strain on the defense. Right. Because if your offense is constantly going three and out or not not completing series, then the defense is on the field for 40 minutes of a game. You know,
3: if I could here you, you made a mention about the fractured offensive line when they drafted Dwayne Haskins, they had the vision of Trent Williams protecting him right from from the left side. And then we all know what happened with Trent Williams and, and not happy with the medical staff and, and he didn't play last year. And then, you know, they traded him in the off season. You know, that is a huge deal for the development of Dwayne Haskins, knowing that your blind side is taken care of by a huge man that, that was on the way to the hall of fame. Right. And so now you don't have them. And so to me for Dwayne Haskins, not having a strong left tackle, and you're still kind of learning how to play the game that that really hurt hurts you. So I agree with the fractured line and I think the loss of Trent Williams and now knowing that he's not there I that won't that's that can't be a recipe for success. So you're right Vince about you know the Giants suddenly have a new contender for last place in the, in the yeah. Washington Redskins, <laughs> right? <laughs> so so at least the Giants are competing for something. Right with the Wash with the Washington football team is the battle for last place.
0: Well, wait till we talk about the Eagles and the Cowboys. There may be a three way competition there. But Tanya, wow. Tanya, well, Tanya, Tanya, what do you think about the Washington football team?
1: Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out because I feel like you said, like Ron Rivera, he his character is basically what this football team is now built off of you know and then like you were saying like the defense is going to get so tired if they're spending you know all these three and outs and then now defense is is just playing the whole game you know and um I don't even really know who plays on Washington's defense to be honest with you so
0: just know the name Chase um, Young because he's a stud
1: (laughs) so like I, I really don't have too much to say about them like Recently, the only positive thing that I really even know that's going on with them is that they hired Jason Wright as the team president. He's the first black team president in the NFL. Very so good call. Congrats to that bloke, you know, so congrats to him. Um, he's only the fourth, I think, other former player to take that role. So that's the only positive thing I can really say about them at this time besides, you know, this the um, Alex Smith thing, you know. But hopefully Haskins will step up to the plate and we'll see but my predictions for them honestly probably like 2 and 14.
0: You know, let, let I'm glad you brought that up. So Jason Wright uh, hired on and, and his role is what uh is it he's not the general manager. I think he's the vice president of football
2: operations. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. And you know, in previous shows, we we talked about um, some of the activism that was going on and how it was filtering its way into sports. Um, you know, I, I really hope that Jason was selected based off of his merits, based on his abilities, and not because of the movement, but I think that the movement helped to open up eyes and to uh, provide an opportunity. Uh, and then you're talking about a guy that played in the league, right? He played for the Falcons. He played for the Cardinals. He the played, Cardinal. for, yeah, and played for the browns. Uh, well, it's too bad he played for the browns, but still, uh, so you know he has that opportunity, and you know i I wish him nothing but the best. And you know, hopefully this will show that you know opportunities should not be based on the color of your skin but based on. Uh, the merits that you bring to the table, uh, and, and these Rooney rules in Stevie D, we talked about the Rooney rule, which is you know such a, a joke, but it, it's a joke because they made it a joke, right? It actually was supposed to be something that was good to provide opportunities, but teams just leveraged it as you know fulfilling their their obligation of bringing somebody in, whether it be. You know, like a Ted Cottrell, or Eric enemy You know, any of the coaches that have come in and never really got their shot, but they were in for multiple interviews.
3: Yeah, you know, we. Well, first, congratulations to Mr. Wright uh, on his role. Um, I, I'm with you on the Rooney Rule. We've talked about it many times. Uh, I still don't understand in, in year 2020 that we still battle these same things that 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 our our parents, our grandparents have, have fought, you know battled through, right? And so I, I just. I just still don't understand that in 2020 that we have to have this conversation. It's, it's embarrassing that we still have to have this conversation. So um, the Rooney rule, I I, I don't like it. Uh, teams manipulate the rule any which way they can to get around certain things. To me, it's a slap in the face to the folks when they go to interview. And that that's the biggest disappointment because somebody's getting their hopes up that, yes, I'm getting, I'm probably getting a chance to interview and they don't get it. And they don't, they really don't stand a chance. And, and so I just, I love that the Rooney's wanted to do that, and I think at that time we we needed to have it. I just it's shameful yes. going in twenty twenty that we even have to be thinking about a rule. Come on, people, let's wake up front offices. Let's go. It's twenty twenty already.
0: And and um, I, I need to I need to make a correction because I said vice president. No, not vice president. Let let me get that straight. He is the first president, black president of an NFL team. So again, I need to get that straight and eh? so, give
3: him his just due. Let me ask you then, then what what is Doug Williams's role? Because I know Doug Williams is pretty it's pretty high up on the Redskins. No, he uh, wasn't. He, he wasn't? Yeah. No. And okay. I, I don't like to talk about Doug Williams. Because yeah. he beat your Buffalo Bills, because he
0: destroyed the yeah. Buffalo Bills. Uh, again, you need to know your facts. That was no, that was, dig- that, was, that, that was that was no, dig- that was against the
3: Broncos. That, that was a a Broncos. the Broncos, right? No, this points, goes like because
0: bro. my beloved Morehouse Maroon Tigers, oh. Oh. where Doug Williams came, signed on to be the head coach, and then very quickly jettisoned after one year, and went. I, I forget where he left. We left this high and dry. Dude, you signed a contract, a commitment. We were all behind you. We loved you. And then you just jetted. Oh, oh I got nothing the, for you. Nothing so
3: for you. Doug Williams is, was going to make you the NFL superstar. Yeah, no. No. no.
0: <laughs> this is long gone. No, this, just when I was a fan. <laughs> this is just when I was a fan. All right, so not a lot of love for, for the Redskins as far as the win-loss column is concerned, potentially uh-huh. – Uh, A rebuilding uh, saga will be underway for Riverboat Ron. But let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, I am holding the Eagle fans at bay while I have these two Eagle fans. Hey, 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 Vince.
3: Hey, Vince. Hey, Vince. How about them Cowboys? That's right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Knock if you're with me.
1: Oh my God! No, you didn't. Yeah,
0: let's talk about
1: those.
3: Wow! Wow!
0: So Jerry Jones, along with his new head coach Jerry Jones, with his general manager of Jerry Jones, and the offensive coordinator of Jerry Jones, and the defensive coordinator of Jerry Jones, will be leading the jerry jones cowboys onto the field of 2020 no actually as we talked about it jason garrett uh, was relieved of his duties which was much rumored over probably what the last five seasons that jason garrett was that was his last year well finally jerry made the move and he brought in mike mccarthy which is an interesting hire right because mike mccarthy has a proven track record in the nfl and coming to dallas there had to be a little bit of the meeting of the minds like Jerry, let me do it my way, unless Mike McCarthy was just like, I need a job, right? He, he's out at Green Bay. He's waiting for a job. Maybe unemployment benefits ran out. I don't know what was going on, but somehow he ends up there. Kellen Moore, who is the offensive coordinator under McCarthy, was actually one of the candidates. So that that's kind of a, a little bit of a shock uh, that you would stay on as the offensive coordinator. And you have Mike Nolan rumored to be the head coach there in Dallas as well, who is also a coordinator. So now you got three guys and all three guys were interviewing for the same job, but the other two decide to wait a minute. Take wait a minute. That, that's not
3: true. We're- The Dallas Cowboys wouldn't do a move like that. What do you think? What do you think the owner is, Jerry Jones? Absolutely, right. right. Jerry Jones is the owner over there. I forgot. Yeah, it's just crazy
0: over there. You know what's going to happen in in AT and T Stadium? Oh, only one should know. However, what we do know.
1: Well, that's why they call it Jerry's
0: World, right? Well, (laughs) this, this is true. This is true. It's always an adventure over there in Jerry's World. However. Behind center is the much maligned quarterback who I think is probably in, in, in our top six. I had him in my top six, absolutely, replacing some guy named Wentz over in Philadelphia. I think he's much better, stronger arm, better game play, better game manager. I think he's the guy, and I'm talking about Dak Prescott. And guess what? Dak got him another wide receiver. I'm not talking about Amari Cooper. I'm not talking about the guy that disappears in the middle of games. Key crucial games. You can't find him. He can't get open. He'll go one catch for 10 yards and think that he did something. No, I'm talking about C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb flat out stud out of Oklahoma. But forget about what C.D. Lamb did on the field. This is a question for the official word sports crew. Did you guys see the draft day video with C.D. Lamb?
3: Oh, the
2: cell phone video.
3: Yes. Uh, the quickest hands in America. Yes. You the quickest get... hands in America, baby.
2: That's the only excitement they're going to have this year. That's that. That's it.
0: Yeah, okay. Let, let, let's continue. Now, you know, not, not, not a big-time Cowboys fan. I'm not going to lie. Not a big Cowboys fan, but. What weapons does Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore have to work with? Well, besides number four under center, they have this, this kid, number 21. Uh, what What's his name? Out of Ohio State. Uh, no. Oh, yeah. No, That's right. No. They have <laughs> Zeke Elliott as their running back. Yes, Ezekiel Elliott, who is a definitely downhill runner. He can run with his pad square to the line of scrimmage and you can feed him. Like he tells you every time, keep feeding me the ball. He wants to eat. Keep feeding me. And so they're going to have Ezekiel Elliott. Plus, as I mentioned, you have uh, Amari Cooper there. You're going to have Michael Gallup, and you're going to have CD Lamb, a quite potent offense that you're going to have with the Dallas Cowboys. And now it's just a matter of letting those pieces go to work Kellen Moore, a very good offensive mind. He's going to be able to maximize that offense to really be able to generate some points. The question is, what are they going to do on defense, right?
1: And, and when without you without a doubt, the Dallas that? Cowboys have, without a doubt, like they have weapons. They have weapons on the offense, defense. It's, you know, how how do you think now Coach McCarthy is going to utilize those weapons?
0: absolutely absolutely and, and and that's the key you, he McCarthy's gonna have to leverage his experience there in Green Bay and how he was able to get the best out of Aaron Rodgers and the rest of those that crew that he up there had up there in Green Bay and bring that down to Dallas but you know when you look at this team you're looking at a team that led the led uh the NFC in yardage I mean 6,900 yards right. that that's just great you had Dak number two in yards, number five in touchdowns, right? He was middle of the pack in the interceptions. He's going to have to control that touchdown to interception ratio. Even with Zeke, you know, they were number five in the league in, in rushing. You have the, all the weapons on offense. However, you look at the other side of the ball, well, you know, now we're up and down. When you look at the defense, you know, they they ended up being top ten defense, you know, technically. Well, actually, they were 11th in points and 9th in yards, uh, but they're going to have to ratchet it up. But then again, Stevie D, when you look at you're playing six games in your division, you know we're we're figuring they're going to get two against the Washington Football Team, they're going to get two against uh, the Giants, and they're going to get two against the Eagles. So that's going to put them on oh, six and zero in the not. division.
1: They no, they are not.
0: Listen, listen.
1: definitely not. We're they always a, one and one. We're always yeah. one and one. We win no, one, they win one. That's how it goes. They're not going to beat us two and two, please. <laughs> not,
2: not, not, <laughs> listen, please. they had all they
1: had all them weapons last year. They,
2: they had did. all the weapons.
1: You want to talk and, about Ezekiel Elliott? Like and, everybody knows his run game. Yes, he's going to eat, but he's going to be stopped too.
0: Some people are getting a little upset over here, uh, CBD. Okay. You you opened something. You opened up a wound, my friend. Yeah, uh, a has been nice
2: like <laughs> you sound like you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, not a Bills fan, right now.
0: I, I'm just just <laughs> stating facts. It's all we do here at Official Word Sports. We state the facts. So, so yes. what I, I, of they're,
1: gonna, they're not going to make it far. Even if they were the division champions, they're not. They're not getting there, honey. They're not. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're
3: not happening. You, <laughs> you brought up an interesting point, right? So you look at Dak, and he wants to get paid, and and, and you brought Vince. You brought up the numbers. Right. But at the end of the day, in in the playoff games that he's played in, what has he done and how many how many wins have the team has the team had? Right. So now it's a new head coach and a new system. And and, and maybe the culture changed there from Jason Garrett and his losing ways, because to me, Jason Garrett as a head coach was was average. Right. He won a little bit more games than he won, but he should have won a lot more games with the talent that was on that roster. So
2: exactly, the,
3: the, the interesting part is Mike McCarthy. Can he take that offense to a different level? And can he, from his past coaching experiences with the Green Bay Packers and and winning a Super Bowl, and I think he lost the Super Bowl as well. So he's been to two Super Bowls as a head coach. Can he take that with those current players and say, hey, I am not Jason Garrett here. I'm not playing around and we're, we're going places. So you either get on this train or you get off. we're going places so I need everybody to step up your game
1: right it'll be interesting to see his place that like his play calling and how he fits in the scheme of Dallas and like I you know I'm definitely not saying that Dallas isn't talented like I know Dallas is talented I've watched them like it's you know it seems like for the past I don't know maybe like four or five seasons it's been Dallas and the Eagles going toe to toe like who's going to take the East or you know whatever but I just, I I don't know. I don't like Dallas, but I know that they're a good football team, and so I'm not hating on them. I just, I they're not even in the East, really. They're, like, out West, Texas. Uh, here so here I don't even go. know why they're in our Here, here, here <laughs> we go. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense.
3: <laughs> wow.
0: So how do
1: you deserve the East when you're not even in the East? Like, that's exactly. is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> well, I I, I kind of agree with it. Like, how do you claim New York when you play in New Jersey?
3: Oh.
1: Okay. Okay.
3: That shot I mean, was not
1: really fired not towards away. the Giants, I can
3: tell you that, Phil. It's really
1: not that far away. It's still yeah. the East, though.
0: You, you, you saw that Scud missile flying across the yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: yeah, I moved that away. I'm just going to think that was for the Giants and not for the... And, and Vince, you have the you have the Cowboys winning the division going with like 14-2, oh.
2: right? That's how uh,
3: much we believe our, on, the
0: Cowboys, our
2: right? well, on the Cowboys, right? is on the line, Vince, you better answer this right.
0: <laughs> I, I actually have the Cowboys going ten and six in typical NFC East fashion. They're going to finish one game ahead of the Washington Football Team, who will finish at nine and
2: seven. Where do
0: you wait, what? <laughs> si- silence takes over the podcast. <laughs> everybody's waiting to hear we fly eagle fly.
3: Yeah, is
0: this I think 19... you also have to
1: take into consideration that the refs are on their side too. Oh, so. oh. oh. <laughs>
3: that's yeah. a Maddie big
2: claim over there. Jerry Jones throws that uh, it money out right really well is because
1: I literally I've watched it. I think it was last season. I think Ooh. I just watched it. Like we, like we got something called back on us. It was our game too, actually. Wait. And Tanya,
0: Tanya, you can't blame the referees. <laughs>
1: I really can because literally they are on their team. Like they are oh, on America's team. I literally hey, can. I can even like rewind some tape just to show you.
0: Can, well, when you all rewind, time rewind time that, before. can you when you rewind that tape? Can you rewind <laughs> and show me all the plays that Dallas was able to make and all the plays that the the Eagles were unable to make?
2: We won. What are you talking about, Vince? We literally beat them. <laughs> At the very end, with practice squad players.
3: Wow, that
2: defense yeah. that you told yeah. said it was great was exactly. getting beat so by. And Zach Ertz. Jay, Jay,
3: Jay, you got to relax, man. You're gonna, you're gonna have a coronary <laughs> I over know,
2: there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a maid popping oh, up right now. <laughs>
3: Oh, that, that was fun, Vince. I, I, I think that was fun talking about the Cowboys and getting the Eagle fans all riled it, up. It
2: is. It, Tony, I, I, I'm gonna, I we're going
0: to have it. to have you on here, uh, like, more often because this is great just watching and seeing the blood pressure just go up. But, um, yeah, okay.
3: All right, Vince. I think we should move on to the Eagles. What's the Eagle? They've been waiting. Yes. you You know, Tanya and Jay have been waiting like Christmas morning, waiting for like the parents to get up, waiting patiently by the presents so they can just rip them all open in like two minutes. I mean, they really have been sitting waiting patiently as we talk up the Dallas Cowboys, make excuses for the Giants,
1: and, and figure out what the, what the football team is going to be in Washington. because actually, the game that I'm talking about, we, I think, we beat the Giants 32 to zero. So, never mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you did beat the you did beat the Cowboys 17 to nine in a nail biter. Actually, actually, which I
1: don't like nail biters. I told Vince, I said, you know, I literally I love blowout games. That's my favorite game to attend. Is <laughs> like at home so I can drink happily at the game and I don't have to worry about anything. And the last time it was like boys, the men or something, playing a halftime show, I was good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Motown Philly, baby, Motown Philly. Uh-huh. So, so, all right, Jay, here's your moment. And Tanya, I, I think we'll turn it over to you to talk about your Philadelphia Eagles. Fly, Eagles fly, on the road to
0: victory, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles!
1: <laughs> We're so off on that one. I wasn't <laughs> ready. Like Kevin Hart, I wasn't ready. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, guys, go ahead, break it down, the Philadelphia Eagles.
2: I think, uh, like you said. Actually, the- actually, Jay, hold on, ladies yeah. first.
1: Oh, go ahead, go ahead. yeah, you're right. go ahead Tyler. Well, you
2: know, I actually I have um
1: a couple questions for Jay, you know, since okay. hey, oh Ja, I'm a hold on, hold, on, hold the on hot.
0: Tanya, I, I gotta let you know. I don't know if you've listened to our game show challenge, but this is never a good thing here for Jay. Oh, so, oh, so, so Jay, <laughs> please keep in mind that that there is not a buzzer. You don't have to shout your name and and you can just go ahead and freely answer the question.
3: Don't put yourself on mute either. All right, that's
1: good. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, because I'm on your side. Remember, Jay, we're in this together. Yes, ma'am. Go um, ahead. So one of the things that I wanted to bring up is Zach Ertz. He wants to be re-signed. Um, he stated since day one that his goal was to be like Kobe, like he wants to retire there. Um, I personally think that he's definitely earned a spot as one of Philly's greatest tight ends. Um, but what do you think? Like, should we re-sign him?
2: I I agree. I think we should re-sign him. Uh, He's the top three best tight end in the league. I think he is behind uh, Kettle and behind Travis Kelsey. Um, I just think he's our best. He was our best weapon last year. He He was our number one wide receiver. Now, it's great that the tight end position finally gets some love. Kettle got some love. Kelsey's got some love, and for years, I think, uh, what's his name um, from from the Falcons, uh, Gonzalez was was saying this a long time ago, that we're more than just a blocker. We we also are are wide receivers. So I think the NFL is starting to see these tight ends as more as a weapon than just guys that go out and block for the run and and block for the uh, the screen pass. These guys can go out and be vertical. And I think Zach Ertz showed that the many years that he's there. And I think with da- da- their, uh, Dallas Goddard behind him, I think with mm-hmm. those two tandem, they want to keep them. I just think that they fell behind on signing them. And now seeing the two big tight ends get their money, I think it's going to kind of hurt Zach a little bit unless he signs a friendly deal. If he's really interested in being an eagle for life, you know, I think he's going to have to take a friendly deal. Um, and kind of let Dallas Goddard come up, and and you know something like what Brett Selig did for him was, hey, yep. let me move to the side, and I know you're a young guy coming up. Let me let me move and let you shine a little bit too, so that way you can get some money too. So, um, but mm-hmm. I, I do think he needs to stay in Philly.
1: Crush that ego a little bit, and let's get it done. That's right. Now, uh, next question I have for you is so jason peters he's going from left tackle to right guard oh
2: you're a hater you're a hater because he left you (laughs) and he came to philly had a great success (laughs) hey don't forget we gave you kiko alonzo oh my Uh. honey bring that up bro (laughs) (laughs) how
0: how dare you say i was a hater we gave you the
2: legend of kiko alonzo we gave you the best running back in that time. What are you talking about? That's not we my fault. Chip. <laughs> oh, I don't want to even Dang want to God. get into Chip Kelly right now Dang because God. you're going to make me find That's his little not. short no. be- behind God. and Let's poke it.
1: Chip Kelly literally, like, I, every, like, every time he'd make a move, I'm like, what are we doing? What are Sorry. we doing? Why? Um, Never mind.
2: Because he's um, like the guy yeah. in Houston right now that's running that team. That's what Chip Kelly was. He says, "You know what? Let me just give away our best weapons for some average players." That's what he did.
1: Figure out what that move looks like for Jason Peters from left tackle to right guard. Like how? how what does that look like? It's it's, Is it's that a, a good.
2: Thing? It's a smart move, and <laughs> in, in my opinion, I think uh, Jason Peters knows. He can't be on the outside anymore guarding those uh those defensive ends those young defensive ends especially with Chase Young. You can't I mean listen the bodyguard can't be bodyguard for that long. So I think you move him into the inside. He's a bigger guy. He's he's got a lot of leverage and I think helping that guard position now that we lost Brandon Brooks, due to the, the the Achilles injury, I think it's gonna uh, it's gonna make that offensive line strong again.
1: I believe yesterday was Brandon Brooks's birthday, so happy birthday, Brandon!
2: Happy Thank birthday!
1: Um, but yes, I, I agree with you. Um, with um, Darius Slay, cornerback, what what do you think that brings to the table for us?
2: I, I like I like the pick. Uh, I think we should have went younger at that position. I think there was a lot of cornerbacks in the draft that we could have went out and grabbed. But I get Darius Slay is you know he's a shutdown corner. Um, I think there was I mean I, I want to say he's all the way out there because there's a a young guy in in LA that's, that's a shutdown corner. There's a young guy in Buffalo as a shutdown corner. Um, Darius Slay is up there. Um, but he's up there in age. Um, I just saw a video yeah. of Deshaun Jackson burning him on the field, and that scares me. And also, he's oh, wearing yeah. number. He, he he's wearing number twenty four. Like really yeah. yeah, he's wearing he's wearing number twenty four, and I don't like that number because we also signed an an a veteran cornerback in Namdi and that backfired on us really bad. So I don't like that number. And um, but um, I, I think I think he's gonna he's gonna help that. That that defensive back. I think we 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 upgraded on our defensive back. We moved Jalen uh, Mills to strong safety after losing Malcolm yeah. Jenkins to the Saints. I was, um, I was
1: about to ask you about Jalen. Yeah, so, safety.
2: Yeah, I think he. I think that's a good position for him. I think he learned a lot. Malcolm Jenkins used uh, put him under his wings when he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're 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 stacked at the offensive uh, defensive line. Um, we got Fletcher Cox, we got Brandon Graham, we got Bennett, we got, uh, I think Hardgraves just got, um, uh, he's got hurt, but I think we still got the guy from, uh, Jacksonville we just signed uh, or signed last year, but he got hurt last year and didn't get to play, but he's back and healthy. Um, but I think our weakest spot, it's funny how we get strong on one, one end on the corners, and then we get weak on the on the linebacker position. I think that's where we're missing yeah. out right now is the linebacker position.
1: I think so too because I think you know the past. I know the seasons in the past. I, I always said we need corners. We need corners. And now it's like, well, damn, we need linebackers. You know. Yeah.
2: I mean, we, I mean, last year we lost Jordan Hicks to uh, Arizona, and I thought that was that was not smart to lose him. And I think uh, we lost. I mean, what's his name? I don't want to even say his name now that he's with the Saints and he's talking all this crap about going to a winning organization, which is bogus because we are we have more wins than the Saints. But that's another story. That
1: Malcolm Jenkins?
2: I'm sorry? That
1: was Malcolm Jenkins?
2: No, Nigel – what's his name? I can't even think. Vince, help me out. Nigel oh. Bratham. I can't say his last name. But... Oh, yeah, Nigel.
1: Nigel yeah. Bradham. Yes. Yeah. He, don't, he
2: doesn't matter oh, anymore because he he's gone. Yeah, but, uh, I, I
0: don't. I don't disagree. Talking junk against both the Eagles and the Bills. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think that's very unprofessional of him. Because, yeah, the, uh, but that's, that's a, my that's opinion.
2: A, that's a football's ego. When you once a player gets let go, you know it's always one that got to take shots at his former teammates and former team. So it,
0: it, it seems to happen when you play with the Eagles that when you leave the Eagles, that happens. <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm just pointing out facts here. Uh, but but hey, on
3: the- hey, Vince, remember when you fired that Scud missile? <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you want to be talking about players that kind of said bad things about playing up in Buffalo, Willis McGee. Yeah, I didn't want uh, to draft him in the first place. I'm not, I'm not, that not was, saying that you wanted to
1: draft that him. was
0: all Tom to That's say. a whole nother show. That's a been, whole
3: nother show. I've been waiting to fire back my scud missile. Yeah, there you I go, was Steve. I was laying weight in the weeds now. And so since so you guys opened up that can of worms,
2: I felt like I needed to there you go, my, Steve. I knew mean, yeah. you always have my back, Steve. That's why I love you, man. You always have my back.
3: Hey. We bleed green, just that's different right. types of green. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but uh yeah, I think I think on the defensive side, I think that's our missing link is the linebackers. But on the offensive side, I think we're stacked. We have a great offensive <laughs> line. All right. We have a great offensive line. <laughs> um, we got Deshaun Deshaun Jackson's back and healthy. <laughs> AJ JJ Whiteside is 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 gonna be opposite from Deshaun Jackson. And I think three year
0: old Deshaun Jackson,
2: like and right. he, he's gonna have a good year. And I think our, our rookie that we just signed, Jalen Rager, in camp, they've been nothing but praise about how fast this kid is. And I think he's gonna be great as well. And then we got Greg Ward, what did he do last year for us? Magic, he's gonna be in the slot, a man's oh. gonna kill it. Oh. And then we got two great tight ends. Oh. Oh. And then, and then, not even that. Our running back, Miles Sanders, and Boston oh. Scott. Don't let me get started with Boston uh. Scott, which is a mini Darren Sproles. We're just gonna. I, I think him. on the offensive side, we're gonna be good. Um, Jalen Hurts. We. I think that's a big thing. Uh, I'm excited to see what what he can do. All the reports out of uh, Eagle camps there that they have been blown away. Uh, everybody knows that he's athletic, but it's how he's, they he's say he starts week three? No, 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 no. I think...
1: No, I think, I think the job of protecting Carson Wentz. I think, they, you know, like, yes. they really have to. They understand that. Like, they have to understand that. I think if Carson Wentz stays healthy, he'll have a phenomenal year. I mean, I feel like a lot of times people sleep on the fact that Carson Wentz is what got us to, you know, winning the Super Bowl. Preach. Like, yes. Both preach, time preach. Preach. And that's what I always try to remind people is that Nick Foles came in clutch when he needed to be clutch because if yes. you would have told me in 2013, for whatever season that was, that he was playing for us the first time when he took over for Michael Vick, if you would have told me that Nick Foles was going to win us a Super Bowl, I would have laughed at you. I literally feel like... Nick Foles is a great quarterback and he came in clutch when he needed to be. And I feel like Carson Wentz is what got us there and everybody sleeps on that fact. And yes, Zach Prescott is a phenomenal quarterback, but did he take his team as far as Carson Wentz did? No. So there's that.
2: Okay. okay. With that being said, I, I got I got the Eagles going eleven and five this year and being and, and winning the top division. And that's what that's what I think. But I think Jalen Hurts is gonna be a good quarterback. I think they're gonna use him like the Saints use Tyson Hill. And we're gonna win the division. Well oh, Stevie I D I agree
1: with you.
2: Stevie D, you okay I, over I,
1: there? But still, I think I think we're up there. I think we get we get everything together. I think Coach Peterson is phenomenal. So I'm with you on that. And at least, you know, we we have a structure and we have the same coach everybody else it seems like they have new coaches so boom i feel like we have on them
2: perfectly said
3: stevie d you okay over there um well there's a lot of eagle love going on right now there (laughs) is so you know i i am processing all the eagle love but I, you know honestly i i thought tanya just her her last point i thought was a good point Right, the the Eagles' front office, down to the coaching staff and the players, are all pretty much the same. Yeah. When you have turnover in coaching uh, for the Giants, Redskins, and Cowboys, and you have no preseason games to yep. work some of the kinks out, I think it hurts them, especially more of the Cowboys, because let's face it, Washington and the Giants are really not going to be competing for uh, for the division title. So when when you're talking about the two teams battling. Which are evenly matched teams, right? I mean, I, I can see both of them going 10 and 6. I can see both of them going 11 and 5. Like I, I think they're very close. I just think the Eagles, where I would give the Eagles the nod, is that all the coaching staff is existing, all the plays are there. And if everybody's healthy, manu a manu, healthy, healthy, I, I think the Eagles have the advantage. Because it's not a new offensive system. Well, I know Kellen Moore is still there, but you still have a change of philosophy with 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 Mike Mike McCarthy. Is there is Dak Prescott, you know, pissed off at the Cowboys for not giving him a long term deal? Does that play in the back of his mind? I don't know. I, I I'm going to give the edge to 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 the Eagles uh, for the division title.
0: So Stevie Steve. D, yes, you, you, Jay, you like you like MMA, right? Yes, I do. And so it, you, you basically hear two men enter, one comes out, right? Yes. Yes. So that's the way this was for the Eagles. Two people came in, one is coming out. And I think we are just about ready to offer J-spot to Tanya. And oh, she was wow. just. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> she was dropping dimes all yeah. over the place with that last one spot on about uh, the coaching staff in the front office being intact. No, Jay, just just giving you a hard time over there. This, I, I think everybody knows that the Eagles are the best of that division as far as consistency. However, at the end of the day, Mike McCarthy can't screw up what's going on in Dallas. I see Dallas as the team to take the division. I think the Eagles will take the wild card. I think there's still a lot of a lot of areas of concern. You can name off all the receivers you want, but when you're leading off with a very aged and often hurt wide receiver in Deshaun Jackson, he may be healthy week one, but let's see where he is by week sixteen. I you know, I'm not thoroughly impressed with everything that the Eagles have done, but they've done enough to cement their place in at least second in the division. They'll be fighting for a wild card. That I hurts. think
1: like Deshaun Jackson it. needs to do is Deshaun Jackson is like I don't I don't like to say it like this because this is gonna sound terrible and he's not as bad as Antonio Brown was with this but like you have to lay off the social media because social media will literally eat you alive. And I don't know if like you guys know everything that goes on on social media, but apparently like he was calling out somebody for losing a game. I think it was like a Laker, the Lakers or something. And then like, not that long ago, like there was this whole like Nazi comment, like just lay off the social media, like get your head right. stay like, stay focused because social media is such a distraction. And then like, I feel like sometimes, it kind of plays into like the field, like your field life or your home life. And so just like, leave that alone for a little bit, like get your mind, right. Focus on positive things and like, what's going to do better for yourself and your team.
0: Absolutely. So let, let, let's, let's see how we pick this. Obviously we know where Tanya and Jay are going to put first. Stevie D you have the Eagles over the Cowboys. I, I, I said the Eagles. Okay. So begrudgingly, well, I'll go along with everybody since it's official word sports. It's a democracy. I'll put the I'll put the <laughs> Eagles at top. Maybe we'll make it a tie. Can we make it a tie? No,
1: can we, can no. You have them 10
0: and one. Ten five and one. And 10, five, and one?
1: Play is going to
0: the Cowboys. There we oh, go. Here we, you know, okay. <laughs> so, and then for a second, we're going to have the Cowboys coming in second. Everybody agree on that one?
1: Yes.
2: Yep. I, I agree with that one.
3: And then the question is, who is going to finish third?
1: I'm going to say Washington. I was going to
3: say Giants after, after listening to um, – Well,
1: have
3: Vince to listen to, speak to about yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: I, mean, I hope I think- the
3: Giants finish in last place because, like, okay. I, I, I mean, you I know, can't stand the Giants, but
1: – I feel like that relationship, the coach, like, the coaching relationship, like, Ron Rivera, I know he's a great coach. Like, you know what I mean? Um I don't know about Judge, but it doesn't sound that good from, like, what I'm hearing or what I'm reading so far. You know, like, nobody's on the same page as him. And so, like, that that kind of is questionable for me because I know that, like, your relationship with everybody that's going on around you matters. Like, that changes the whole morale of what's going on. You know what I mean? So I, I could totally see, like, Ron Rivera being an uplifter where, like, I'm just not sure where Judge is.
3: Ooh, good
1: point. And, good
0: point. And, and, and as much as I can agree with that in, in the short term, I Rivera is going to have to redo that organization. That That's why, you know, I have the Giants coming in third and I have the Redskins uh, or I'm sorry, I have the Washington football team. Uh, guys, I'm going to go broke putting a dollar every time I say Redskins.
3: Uh, <laughs> I know, put another dollar in there, buddy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> But, uh, you know, th- that's the way I see it. Do you guys agree with the, the – Tanya, I know that you have the Washington team coming in third. Jay, Stevie D, who do you have
2: in third? Uh after to listen to you, Vince. I think I'm going to have to agree with the Giants. I think, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Giants and then Washington at the end. Stevie D? You
3: know, Tanya just made a really good point, and I'm really conflicted with, with Ron Rivera, and that shouldn't be discarded about Ron Rivera – and and the success and, and then the name brand where people may buy in. It's like I remember when Parcells took over one of fifteen Jets team and next thing you know, they were nine and seven. I'm not saying that for the Redskins, right? I mean for the Washington football team is my dollar goes into the kitty. Um it is I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. I, I said Giants last place. Tanya, you helped me on that one. I, I'm gonna go Washington football team third, Giants last.
0: Okay, so since we only have four people. <laughs> and, and,
3: and, and, I,
0: and I'm the commissioner. I'm gonna have to break that tie. Giants go first. <laughs>
3: the Washington team goes last. Hey, hey Tanya, just remember to stay. So when you come back on later on in the year, yeah, and, and, yeah, and, and, and I had the
1: whole sequence in order perfectly.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, that, or the next time he visits your office for your uh, for his next teeth cleaning, you just remind him that way. Just make sure right. that when the appointment is made,
3: somebody in the office tells you so you can put on your Eagles gear.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> or or you can just come to my yoga class and I can just throw a fly eagle fly in there.
0: I'll so be know. there. I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. Well, listen guys, th- this was, this was a lot of fun. I, you know, I didn't think I was going to have that much fun doing the NFC East, but actually this was a lot of fun. And, Tanya, we really appreciate you coming on. Actually, bringing some great insight, helping to so- solidify some of the points uh, that Jay has been trying to make all along. Even though it's just a party of two, yeah. but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you've you given much love to to his guy Carson Wentz, and we really are thankful that you were able to come on. Anything else you want to talk about that you have going on, or? Uh, where where people can reach out to you for uh, yoga or any of the other opportunities?
1: Gotcha. Um, I really appreciate you guys having me on. It's been so much fun. And, Jay, you're not alone. Just remember that. I'll come on and join you anytime. Um, for, as far as my yoga, um, you can follow me on Instagram or add me on Facebook. On Facebook, I'm Tanya Cortman. That's Q-U-A-R-T-M-A-N tanya t-a-n-y-a um and then on instagram i'm under spirit love and lotus so that is my yoga page you can dm me and i can give you all the information for classes or if you want to do a private class or if you are interested in coming out for the events um for the domestic violence event um yeah just let me know
0: absolutely that that sounds good. so that that again that's gonna wrap it up for us. Um, you can check us out on our, our website officialwordsports.com you can check us out on Facebook. Uh, you can look for official word sports. you can hit us up on Twitter at realow sports. you can hit us up on Instagram right We're all over the the social media platforms not that we know how to use it. But you definitely can hit us up out there in social media. If you want to listen to us, uh, you can catch us on your favorite podcast platform. We're on there on on iTunes and Google Podcasts and Stitcher and Spotify, iHeartRadio. Just look for Official Word Sports. And, of course, the newest edition is we're out on YouTube. So you can check us out on YouTube. Again, look for Official Word Sports. So for Jay, for Stevie D, for Tanya, I'm Vince. We'll talk to you soon.